Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And hasn't it been a weird kind of a week? It's been a weird kind of a week in terms of the weather. It's been a weird kind of the week in terms of what's been going on in the political space and everything that we've been jumping up and down about. And it's been a weird kind of a week in the fact that a load of things for me seem to have all got kind of jumbled together. Or not really jumbled together, but a lot's kind of going on that seems to be, you know, pathways converging, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I'm not quite sure. Tell you what, let's get into it and see how we get on. And I'll start with a little bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. This morning was kind of odd. Uh, of the few people who still regularly um, post on X, um, one of them is LBC. And that's good because LBC very kindly bring you clips um, to you know give you the highlights of certain shows. And the first thing I was greeted with this morning was uh, Nick Ferrari um, basically asking a government minister, and I can't even remember the name of the minister, um, so kind of bland uh, was he, so faceless was this particular minister. Um, but he asked him a question um, six times, and it was all to do with Lee Anderson. It's all to do with the comments that Lee Anderson's made over the weekend. And he's had the, the, the whip uh, removed, so he's basically an independent at the moment, though interestingly, Ashfield independents have said they don't want him. Um, and they're not being associated with his comments, so that was quite amusing as well. But um, he asked him uh, a question, which was whether um, the comments that Lee Anderson uh, had made, and they were about Sadiq Khan, um, were racist or not, or were they Islamophobic? Um, And we had this strange bit of dialogue where Nick Ferrari asks the question, and the, the minister in question said, well, the comments were wrong. And... Nick Ferrari says, well, we agree the comments were wrong, but were they Islamophobic? Well, the comments were wrong. And this goes on until Nick Ferrari very sternly says, I'm cutting the interview short, and then goes on to say, this is so-and-so, and I can't believe I can't remember his name, this is so-and-so, a government minister who can't ask a, answer a question, which I thought was great, absolutely great. And, and, and in of itself, if that had been the only example then it would have just been, oh, that's a nice start today. Great that, that somebody's actually calling people out for it, but it is what it is. But the fact is that this caught hold. Every got, everybody got excited by this. And so everybody then started asking the same question of whoever had been put up for any form of comment. So we had a number of uh, ministers. I think the transport minister, is that is that Mark Harper? I think he found himself being caught by the same thing. And then there were a couple of people on politics today got caught by the same thing. And we ended up with this crazy situation where there are now montages of clips of, of government ministers going out, trying not to say that, that the comments that were made by a former uh, deputy chairman were Islamophobic. Now, of course, we can argue about whether they were Islamophobic or not. We can argue about whether they're racist or not. We certainly can agree they were all wrong, and everybody seems to agree on that point. But the point is, they were more than wrong. There fundamentally was something here that was more troubling in terms of, of what he said. And for a party that, you know, rightly 
has been has been holding Labour to account uh, in regard to anti-Semitism, to not want to call out the issue um, was was you know um, certainly very interesting. Um, uh, I think that's probably the, the the kindest way you can you know you can put it. Um, so. That then carried on through the day. In fact, I was listening to a lot of clips as I was finishing my jigsaw, and I managed to finish the jigsaw uh, today. So if you've listened for the last couple of weeks and you know that I've been battling with 200 and odd white pieces, it's now all done, and it's sat there in splendour on the table, uh, which could be there for quite a while. Uh, such is the effort that's gone into doing it. Um, but what we ended up with, with kind of, we had this strange mix of a load of people who had a really bad day but then on the back of that, a load of people who actually had a really good day. So you had everybody put up for interview who basically couldn't answer a simple question. Uh, they had really, really bad days, and to, to the point of it being almost comical. Um, but then you had a load of other people who've been doing some sterling work that got recognised for it. And, and if I can find the clips for these, I'll put them in the notes. But Saeed Awasi, who's uh, um, uh, long been a member of the Conservative Party and long been a very sane voice, one of the few sane voices left in the Conservative Party, has had a, a incredible week for calling out things as they are. She was on Question Time doing it. She was on Channel 4 doing it. She'd been on various news programmes and she has been balanced and articulate and absolutely superb on this particular issue so you've got to shout out to her because she's she's done an amazing job of calling this out for what it is and particularly calling this out as something that's ultimately thrown out there as the basis of a culture war because we need hey we need something to fall out about because everything that we're supposed to be falling out about has proved to be absolute nonsense so she was she was very very good similarly andrew marr Andrew Marr did a a a piece, a monologue that that talked about Anderson, that talked about Braverman, that talked about what was going on and was absolutely superb. So we need to take hats off to these people because they are saying, calling out, and doing the right things. And if I can find enough of the of the clips, I'll put them in with the notes. Tuesday. A lot of what I'm going to talk about is going to actually be over fairly quickly. It could be quite a really short um, sort of slice of TFM this week because there's just things that have come along that have made me smile or made me annoyed. Um, but have but well, basically what I'm getting to is I haven't been anywhere or done anything this week, so I've not encountered things that I'm going to. I'm, I've not stumbled upon something that's made me think, or I've not. You know, it's going to be things that have come at me through screens, essentially, um, because I haven't been far away from screens. For me, it's just been one of those. It's been one of those um, those those weeks, really. Um, but I've long been a fan of the Brett Domino trio, and I think we might have talked about the Brett Domino trio uh, before. And I've got a sneaking suspicion that the Brett Domino trio hail from uh, Leeds or around that way. Um, and they did, you know sort of Britain's Got Talent or one of those things and and it's a very very clever but very quirky um, I mean the beauty of the Brett Domino trio is because I mean for, for, for most of the time there's only ever been two of them which in of itself makes me smile and it shouldn't do because it's so simple but it, it it makes me smile in the same way that years and years and years and years and years ago I remember looking in the um, in the in the TV listings 
and realising that if you watch the American uh, show 60 Minutes, it used to start at, uh, they used to show it late into the night, it used to start at something like one o'clock in the morning and finish at 10 to 2, which I found hilarious, um, because obviously you strip out the adverts, it doesn't last as long, but it it made me chuckle. And um, the fact that there's only two in the Brett Domino trio makes me chuckle as well um but i've long been a fan there's if you search them there's some great stuff absolutely fantastic but i, I stumbled up upon a clip of them on eight out of ten cats does countdown where they do this song only using three letter words and it's just perfect it's just absolutely perfect so i'm not gonna say any more if if i haven't mentioned brett domino before and you've never encountered brett domino then watch this and see how you get on and then send yourself down a brett domino rabbit hole because you can do a lot worse with an hour of your time than go and discover the brett domino back catalog because it is it is fantastic and all i'm going to say to you is poker face that's all i'm going to say um but Go and discover the rest because it's well worth uh, discovering. Uh, and if you are a fan and you haven't seen this, then just have a crack at this. And if you've seen this as well, well, then just move on. Wednesday. Okay, so I've talked about science fiction. I've talked about Star Trek's Danger New Worlds. So I've talked about the fact it was one of the programs that took me into my Paramount Plus uh, subscription. Um and which has so far actually proved to be relatively worthwhile because we've watched Frasier and I've now watched all of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Right, okay. So, and I've talked about, yeah, I've bored you on this subject. You know I have, but it is brilliant. And if you're of a mind, you should watch it. But the point I want to make is I finished series two this week. And thinking back to last week's episode about the, the high school musical, they did an episode... Um, that involved something happening in the way that it does in science fiction, and particularly in the way that it does in, in Star Trek, whereby they ended up singing. So at points in time when um, they were getting emotional about things, and there's a lot of a lot of mo- uh, heightened emotion runs around the Star Trip, uh, Star Trip, Starship Enterprise, let me tell you, in this particular series. But when they were getting emotional about certain topics, they would basically break out into singing. And they knew they were singing, but they also knew that they couldn't stop it and they didn't know why it was happening. And it's joyous. It's absolutely joyous. To take something like that, it it took me back to, um, if you remember Moonlighting, way, way back in the day, Sybil Shepherd, Bruce Willis, and they really played with the format. They did really, really interesting things with what was a basically a, a detective agency kind of format. Uh, and they took it in all manners of different directions. Really, really, really creative. And I thought it was really special for being that creative. And proved what a talent actually Bruce Willis actually was. Because if you go back to Bruce Willis before we knew that he wore a vest, then Bruce Willis really was was very, very talented when he when he you know and hit the screen absolutely running when he did he did moonlighting so they did a similar thing in this episode and it's just fantastic it is just absolutely i mean look it might not necessarily have absolutely hit the mark in what it was trying to do but the fact they even tried it it was joyous so look i know you're bored with me banging on about sci-fi but forget sci-fi look at what you can do within a genre and sci-fi is one of those beautiful genres where you can do so much because it's 
absolutely not based in reality. Anything can happen, which is great because anything can happen. And in the same way that you get an episode like Blink in Doctor Who, which is just tremendous, some of the best drama you will ever see, and very, very poignant, then you get an episode like this where you can effectively do um, songs reminiscent of something like Frozen on the on the Starship Enterprise, which is brilliant. So, look, get that Paramount seven-day thing and just watch Strange New Worlds. Just trust me on it, watch Strange New Worlds. Thursday. This week's been one of those weeks where I have to stop and think about podcast journeys. And by that, I mean, had everything not happened the way it happened, had I not sat down in front of a microphone however many years ago because I was struggling at that point in time, had I not picked up a phone and said to a couple of people, maybe we should do a podcast, then life wouldn't be the way that life is now. And the two people uh, who I picked up a phone and said, shall we do a podcast to? And both of those podcasts are still running. Uh, And both are, we're hitting points over the course of the next week in in both those relationships, which um, are really kind of quite important. Um, And I don't mean necessarily, you know, really stratospheric important, just important in the in in where I am currently in my life so um tomorrow um I will get up and go to the guitar show um and the guitar show is this event that's run by a very good friend of mine called Jason Hunt I've known Jason years and years and years I've mentioned this before and um we're down at Birmingham uh, it's the second time in the new venue at, at Cranmore Hall in uh, Cranmore Hall Cranmore Park one or two uh, in Solihull um and he's bounced back very strongly post pandemic with his event and his event is now the biggest this year is going to be the biggest one he's ever done and obviously we do the 942 podcast through the year which is which is there to to support the event and be a constant reminder and to be a um you know a a, a marketing um sort of um tool for for the guitar show itself and for the third year on the bounce, he's asked me to compare the live stage. Um, and so that's what I will be doing this week. And I will be going down and meeting a load of people who I've now become to know, a load of, a load of artists who I've come to know, a load of various you know content creators and what have you that I've come to know through the podcast and now going to introduce a few of them and meet a few of them while I'm down there. And so without 942, I'm not, I'm not in that kind of world. Um. The other one, the other phone call I made, the other question I threw out there was to Steve Hogarth, um, the Marillion um, lead singer, and we recorded episode 199 of the Corona Diaries um, this week. In fact, it's gone out to the patrons today, and um, we're in the process of working out what we're going to do for the 200th episode. So something that started off just as a kind of thing that we didn't know how long it would go has now been running pretty much for years, pretty much every week. And that's taken me 
to doing stuff with Marillion. It's taken me to doing stuff. Uh, at the, the first thing was the couch convention, which we did through lockdown, where we, we did a bit of content for that. We've done some content for um, three of his um, shows, his Christmas shows in Oxford. Um, we are loosely talking about maybe taking Corona Diaries on the road for, for maybe, you know, three or four um, locations just to go out and actually make an evening of the Corona Diaries, which is unbelievable to think that is something that would be happening. But it's something we've talked about and we probably will get round to um, this year. Um, and then yesterday, um, Marillion have a, uh, a monthly uh, like magazine, you know, a video magazine that goes out called Marillion Monthly. Bizarrely, it's Marillion, it goes out every month. And um, their manager, uh, Lucy, asked me to go down, or asked, asked me if I'd like to go down and interview um, the uh, the wives, uh, the, the the wives of the of the five band members, which I absolutely, um, you know, um, was up for doing, which we did early in January or mid in January, and which got put out yesterday. And so, without those two phone calls, all these things that are happening, just just wouldn't happen just just and i feel truly blessed um that what started out as a little thing has developed into a into into a, a wider bigger thing um you know the the band that is my band the the, the band that i've um has been my you know my go-to band since sort of the age of 16 17 um i i cla- i class as friends now um and i i would say that i you know i'm involved in that particular i'm i'm part of that that kind of circle which is which is absolutely fantastic and then to be and then to be you know have it have something going with jace where um the 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 people we've spoken to the people we've met the the love for um, his event, the love for the the podcast running alongside it, and where it's taken the two of us is is equally is equally special. So it's it it bears every once in a while it 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 bears stopping and just thinking about that. And because of everything that's happened this week, because the guitar shows this week, because we're preparing to do two hundred of TCD, it that's the point where I've stopped and thought about it. <laughs> Okay, so sometimes the song titles that I use for the episode titles are quite oblique. Um, other times they're really obvious, and today they're really, really obvious, because I'm going to talk about um, Hit Me Baby one more time. Um, and that's going to be the episode title, and I'm going to talk about the song. Okay, But the reason I'm talking about the song is because I saw a, a clip of Tenacious D doing 30 seconds of the song, Jack Black and Carl Gass doing 30 seconds of the song. Now, back to the last point about 9.42, uh, we spoke to Carl Gass and he was absolutely amazing. Bonkers, absolutely bonkers, but really, really, really funny. So there's a link straight away. There's that. If you, if you want to know that thing I was trying to get to last time, then that's the kind of thing I'm trying to get to last time, which is I spoke to Carl Gass. Um, but, I mean, apart from the fact that Jack Black can really sing, and Jack Black really can sing, um, it, it's a great song. The reason why so many people have a crack at that song is because it's such a good song. It was always a good song. It was a great song when it came out. And the reason I worked out it was a great song 
When you, I mean, firstly, we can all see the video if we close our eyes, but forget the video because you don't need to because the song's great. But Travis covered it. And they covered it live somewhere, and I don't know where the show was, but they covered it on something, and it then became a B-side. And they've then done it since. And I think the first time they did it, it was a little bit throwaway because the backing vocals were all over the place. But actually, they've come to do it very, very properly since then. And it's that that you realise why it's such a good song. If you take a song and you 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 give it to somebody with an acoustic guitar and they play it and sing it through with a piano or something and it sounds great, and the chances are it's a really good song. And Hit Me Baby One More Time is a really, really, really good song. And so to, to get Tenacious D doing a snippet today just reminded me of how great a tune it is. And it's a tune that makes you smile. So probably not lyrically, but just in terms of the song itself. So... I'm, I'm no other reason. For, I'm mentioning it because I can, and because I might never find a way of using that as a song title without directly using it as a song title, if that makes sense. So I'm going to call it out as the song, so I can use it for the episode title. But ultimately, what I want you to do is I want you to just listen to it because it's great. And that's me. That's me for the week. Um, I've got an early start in the morning to go down to to Birmingham, so we'll try and get this wrapped up and out and all scheduled in, which will be fine. I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good day. I got covered in sleet and snow when I went for a run this morning, uh, which which welcomed me to March uh, with a bit of a bang. I wasn't expecting to be literally covered in sleet and snow, but I was, uh, and got quite cold. But then it's been beautiful sunshine this afternoon, so who knows? Who knows? Anyway, stay safe, and I'll speak to you next week. therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production